Good afternoon and welcome everyone to another episode of the We Do Marketing Hour. I am your host, Alex Valencia, and I'm super stoked to have my friend and colleague, longtime friend, Dina Joseph here present with me. What's up, Dina? Thank you for coming to the WDWC headquarters, <laughs> HQ, WDWC HQ. Well, thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Yes. Well, luckily we caught you while you were in town because... If you guys don't know Dina, Dina is not only a world traveler, but mostly a national van traveler. That's uh, true. Yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit about that, that adventure that you and Mr. Brandon encountered. So for the last six and a half months, we were full-time in a Sprinter van, and we went to 38 states. We predominantly traveled the conference circuit. So, um, trying to mix a little work with pleasure, and now on the road for nine months. Wow, that's awesome. And, you know, following you on Instagram, I've seen some amazing pictures. Brandon's actually amazing at taking pictures and video of all your experiences, but it's not just you and Brandon. You guys have a little guy that travels <laughs> with you. Yes, you won't be able to tell from social media because we don't post him. But Which the, is good, <laughs> I agree. But the two of us do travel with our toddler, who's two. Wow, that's awesome. What's that like? How big is the Sprinter van? It's about 80 square feet of living space. Wow. <laughs> so it's really All simple. custom by my friend. I, I like to call him my friend. <laughs> Dina's only his wife, but Brandon, uh, through YouTube and his own knowledge, built this Sprinter van to customize it with a kitchen, bathroom, shower, security system, air conditioning, um, just ability to go anywhere you can all over the country. And I think you might be doing... Baja Mexico in it this year? Yes, the plan is to drive down to Cabo for a legal conference, and then there's a conference in Whistler, and from Whistler all the way up to Alaska. So we're going to make the trek from Mexico to Alaska. What's that like with your son? You know, are you educating, like, are, he's still too young for school, but obviously you're educating in somewhat, right? There's a, you know, my wife and I followed this uh, family who left everything in the U.S. and moved to Europe. And they didn't really homeschool based on a curriculum, but more so an experience. Um, you know, everywhere they went, they obviously knew the history and, and taught their kids about it. Um, I'm sure you're doing something very similar. You're building an amazing mind and, and, and such an amazing boy by him experiencing this. Yeah, so exactly. We're teaching him through practical learning. We go visit every farm that we're near. He's obsessed with animals. So not only are we showing him the animals and the farm life, but we're buying all of the food that we eat from the farms as well. So all of our produce, all of our dairy is raw. Um, I actually milked a goat and they bottled the milk that I milked, which was super cool. Um, really exciting for me. And Asher loves it. He gets to tell everyone that he got to watch me milk a goat and drink the goat milk. Um, but we actually did start a homeschooling program for him that we ordered it's a Japanese program called the Shishida Method, uh -huh. and they converted it to English in Australia. So we have a weekly, like, 15 to 20-minute video that he watches, and it comes with corresponding toys and workbooks. So he is getting some sort of formal curriculum-based program, and then we try to mix in some languages. So I used to be a Hebrew school teacher. I teach in Hebrew. Brandon does Spanish. Our nannies have all spoken Portuguese with him. So he is 
quadlingual at the moment. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I was very fortunate to be invited to my first ever <laughs> bris, which was quite the experience. Full orthodox bris. Um, funny story, we're Hispanic, right? We live here in South Florida, so I'm, you know, not only a hugger, but you kiss the men, I mean, kiss the women on the cheek. And then the women, you know, usually will shake hands or kiss. So we met the rabbi. And I was with my wife, and my wife goes to kiss the rabbi, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa!" No, not only are you gonna go into the next room, but uh, we, we don't touch, you know, we don't touch women, which was an awesome experience. But I mean, it was great to be there. Um, thank you again for for allowing me to be there and and wanting so us to you. share and what, it, it wouldn't have been the same inviting us. Um, and not only that, but but your amazing wedding to to Brandon, which which kind of goes into my next thing. So. Unbeknownst to you, we contacted Brandon and, and kind of asked him a couple questions. And uh, you have a good husband because he wouldn't dig in too deep. <laughs> but, um, you know, we asked Brandon what your morning routine was. Um, and he's like, without fail, she's got celery juice first thing in the morning, followed by tea. I don't trust anyone that drinks tea, first of all. <laughs> I'm a coffee drinker. Um, collagen some kind of MSM powder and herbal tea, and she'll probably love to talk about her food and supplement choices. <laughs> but this is a change because when we met, right, this was a life change mm -hmm. that's happened within the last six years where health and, and, and changing your body and, and the, what you're putting into your body uh, has been really significant to you. Like even so much so where... Yeah, whatever. So much so where you've highly researched the vaccine for yourself and your family... Um, and you know that, and it's not something. And, and you know, we our beliefs, you know, very similar too, on you know what it could potentially do and, and why need it, right? Especially if we've all been, uh, we catch it naturally. No, I I think education is something that should be available to everybody, and there's no right or wrong answer. Everything's really personal. Right. Um, for me, it was knowing exactly what I'm eating and what's being ingested. I believe that, like, I don't drink soda. My neither does my husband. I'm fortunate that Brandon adopted all of my mm -hmm. crazy isms and learned how to read an ingredient label because where does red forty and blue six and yellow four grow in the world? And why is that what's in our food? So I know that when I go to the farm and I meet the farmer and they're eating the same thing I am, that it's natural. When I'm milking that goat that I watched graze in the pasture, I'm not worried about where my food is coming from. So with my son and ending up, you know, trying to nourish his body as I grew him and develop his brain, I was cognizant of what supplements I took and what I was drinking and what I was eating and where it came from. But I grew up that way. Right. Before they packaged healthy food cute, I had like the ugliest snacks for school. <laughs> like it was awful. I can see that. <laughs> Um, what would you say to someone wanting to take on this journey of being a conscience consumer when it comes to their, their food choices or anything? You know, what, what, what advice would you give someone? Because, you know, it's fairly new to you, six years. I mean, I, mean, I guess not that new, but um, it's, it's been a drastic change. You can tell with your body, obviously with your skin. Um, you know, what kind of advice would you give someone? What, where would they look for the information? Um, I think just starting by reading the ingredient labels that you have of products you currently own and buy and really understanding what's in them and if you could eliminate color, just the artificial flavoring, that's a huge step 
It doesn't have to be scary. You don't have to actually know your farmer. You could just buy organic or look at brands. You could learn the difference between pasture-raised, cage-free, and uh, you know, no-label eggs and really understand what that means, or free-range. Right. Like, yeah, free They all have uh, very loose definitions mm -hmm. where if they have an extra square foot of living space, the chickens are still technically right. on top of each other. Right, it's marketing. It, it, exactly, <laughs> it's, it's all marketing. marketing. It's all really great marketing. So it's weeding through and just understanding, but it's, su it's such an intimidating world um, that I'm, I'm lucky my partner is so on board with it. But I was like you, I was a huge coffee drinker. So don't get me wrong, I love coffee too much. So I was having like eight cups a day. Oh, wow, yeah. And working remotely, just whenever my cup was empty, I would refill Feel it with it, right. a cappuccino or something. And I switched to tea because it's a lot healthier. Yeah, it is much healthier. <laughs> uh, next question we ask Brandon is, what does Dina do that inspires you the most? And his answer was, she consistently, consistently, she consistently works on herself and looks for ways to improve in any way. Amazing words. Aww, I really did marry a good man. <laughs> what are her pet peeves, we ask? Um, I do this, according to my 14-year-old, is when someone talks with food in their mouth. <laughs> and I'm also a bad driver, so how we're friends, I have no idea. Um, we must not eat together much. No, we don't eat together much. But uh, I think I only do it at home where I feel comfortable and just to piss my son off. What is her favorite thing to do outside of business? Um, and we know this. Uh, actually, I don't know. Another thing that we do together is go and shooting. We, we oh, all love, love to go shooting. to the gun range and, and shoot together. Um, but it says quality time with friends and family and working out. She actually has to haul butt out of here to get to her 6.30 workout class. I'm, I'm the same way. like in my gym clothes. Yeah. I'll throw a shout out to Tremble because it's my favorite workout. It's Pilates but on steroids. And the owner is super cool. She outfitted me before I left on my road trip. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what is one of your fondest memories of her as your spouse? And he said, our first cross-country road trip in my Jeep. He had the coolest Jeep. Like, I loved his Jeep. I went, I've always wanted a Jeep, but I was like, Brandon, I'm getting a Jeep. You got to help me out. You got to help me pick it out. Um, what was that like, that long trip? I mean, you guys just started dating. Yeah, so I knew Brandon and I were going to make it work when... I think even though we had been dating for three or four months, I spent one of those months in Asia and he was away for right. two weeks. So it was really new. Um, if you guys think 80 square feet is small, I think it's 25 square feet of living in space gym. in the gym. Uh, it, was, it was a really great experience. We did about a month and we just didn't fight. We clicked. We had really good discussion. And some of those really cliche things that it's like, Oh, well, if you don't argue and you could talk things out, also, you get really comfortable with someone yeah. when you're in 25 feet, sure. feet of living space. Uh, we could handle those idiosyncrasies. He doesn't talk with his mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> I could fall asleep while he was driving. I trusted him not to crash. So, uh, oh, that was another thing. I used to fall asleep the second a car ride was over 25 minutes. Like, the second. It didn't matter who was driving, where I was, like, and with him, I didn't want to. I wanted to stay up and talk. And wow, I love it. Be part of it. So. <laughs> How did you meet? And Brandon went into it, but I, <laughs> I kind of love your story too. And if Dathan's out there listening, I know he had a big part of it. So I'll, I'll read Brandon's for the sake of time, and then you'll jump in as well. 
So, and he says, she explains this better and loves to tell a story. And she does because I've heard it over and over. Um, I love asking though. So he says, Brandon says, I was bartending at Joe Stone Crab in Miami. She walked in with her client and friend, Dathan Weems. It was probably part of one of the NTLs at some point. She asked me if they could sit at a booth next to the bar. And I said, come sit at the bar and made some room for them. Dathan saw something between us, automatic chemistry and felt compelled to do something but missed the opportunity at first. He wanted to write Dina's phone number on a check, but the other bartender picked up the check before he could. They left and went to another part of town. On their way back to the hotel where the conference was being held at, Dathan had the Uber stop in front of Joe's. He came in and gave me her number. I waited a full two hours before reaching out. Wow, two hours. That's because his shift wasn't over yet. He waited He would have texted or called yeah. before. That is an amazing story. Um, What's it, what, anything you want to add on your version? It just was a series of events that had to line up. He wasn't supposed to work that day. Wow. He was covering for somebody else. Uh, he was on the wrong side of the bar. He wasn't where he was supposed to be standing. Our eyes just met at perfect timing. If it was any second earlier or later, I would have sat at the booth. There wouldn't have been, uh, you know, anything to talk about. And Dathan got up to go to the bathroom, and Brandon and I just had probably a three-minute conversation about the fact that we were going to go eat tacos after we ate there because I was taking him on a food tour and absolutely loved to eat. But Dathan came back. He was like, oh, there's something there. There's magic. You're like, <laughs> like, there's no way I'm picking up the bartender. I'm not. Like, it just wasn't even registering. He right. works for tips. It's hospitality. I wasn't thinking he was flirting with me. He didn't know I wasn't on a date. Like, he doesn't understand. Right. He didn't understand the time, the legal world. So... Nathan went back and he awkwardly walked in and he told me to wait in the car and he was messing with me because my first business was a concierge company. Mm -hmm. So my business cards were written for service and really vague and people used to insinuate that it was something nefarious <laughs> as a young girl. Right. <laughs> so he was like, I'm going to walk in with this card and tell him you're expensive but worth it. And I was like, no way. Oh my God. And if you know Dathan, he's so sweet. Like I think of him like a Care Bear. He's amazing and hilarious, but he would never have the nerve to say that to anybody. But he walks back in the car and tells me that's what he said and I'm mortified thinking I'll never be able to go back into the restaurant ever again. <laughs> too awesome. I love it, I love it. Well, thank you Dathan for putting these two together. <laughs> it's, it's funny because those uh, relationships that, that come about like that, like, uh, Yvette and I, when we first started dating, we went on a tour across the country for three months teaching people how to use the internet. And the team we were with all had a huge bet that we would break up before the end of it. <laughs> um, and then our meetings too were when, when, when we first met, it just, you know, it just never aligned, right? It, mm -hmm. We met like three or four times, you know, she, the, God kept presenting her, presenting her to me at the wrong time, wrong time till it was the right time and you know we eventually got together um tell me about your business your your, your funding business that, that's awesome and exciting that you're currently working on right and you've it been is. doing this for a little while yeah i've been in this space in one way or another and the last few years have been really good to me i have <clears throat> sorry a couple partners and we do the pre-settlement funding on the plaintiff side we try to be different we're not looking to compete with the big guys but we don't want bank financing. So right now we're self-funded, gives us an opportunity to be more competitive with our pricing, really build a personal relationship with our attorneys. Rather than market to the plaintiffs, we would market to the attorneys. 
and really have that relationship built on trust. So they call me, I don't need to look at all the facts that everyone else might need to. They don't have to fill out a form. And it's built on exactly that, trust and relationships. So what's your perfect client look like? An attorney that cares about his clients and doesn't want them to be overfunded or understands that it's a necessary evil sometimes and rather than have to prematurely settle their case, they can fight for the settlement that really is worth it and they, they can get. And we're a gap stop to help their clients just survive while they're going through this horrible time. And then someone who's gonna be honest with me because I don't want to ever overfund or mislead a client and put them in a wrong situation. Awesome, great. I love that it's different. Um, obviously, you know, when you're not dealing with or competing with the bigger people, people get more of a concierge service. Exactly. Right? right? In like a different the, sense, right? The boutique <laughs> sense of things. Style. Um, we actually, like, I have started to dabble more into the litigation funding side, slightly different as it's done. And I linked up with the level insurance guys who I hope that you'll meet this weekend. Um, they do, and they're the only ones who do it, uh, litigation cost protection. So I'm fascinated by wow, the things that don't awesome. compete with other people. Yeah, I love look our, forward to meeting them. I love our circle and I love our industry family and I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah, Dina is like a younger sister, big sister to me. <laughs> so uh, I missed my flight in Vegas and uh, Dina was kind enough to not only call my wife <laughs> and let her know, <laughs> but uh, to make sure I was taken care of and, and get me a flight back home the next morning. Um, so thank you for being an awesome friend always. and uh, always a pleasure to, to be with you and your family. Um, you know, I pray that we continue to do that and, and build that relationship. Um, look out for Dina and her family in a white Sprinter van in your town because she might be driving through. Dina, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to tell people about you and uh, before we end the show? Oh man, I feel How like can I should. Reach you? I feel like I should have been ready for that. Well, I am on Instagram. I am Dina L E I G H thirteen, and Dina spelled with an I. I realize I have two names that are very confusing to spell. Yeah, Dina, very easily Dina D I N A. We were just saying before we started the podcast that she was saying that people call her Dana or Dinah or Dinah. Like, who really does anyone say Dinah? Um, so yeah, so Dina Lee thirteen. We're actually building a van life. Uh, page and hopefully YouTube. That's for right. So the van life page is the van wildlings. Uh, a few puns in one. Yes. And um, the van wildlings on YouTube. I know the content's going to be amazing because <laughs> if I know, I know Brandon. I know he's going to deliver some amazing content on that. Alex, you and my husband have this amazing bromance, mm -hmm. and I'm only a little jealous, but <laughs> he is a very talented individual, so he is an amateur professional photographer, professional <laughs> amateur photographer, one of the others, and if you look at our content, it is stellar. He doesn't do enough with it. Um, Not yet. But we are working on it. Yeah. And my email uh, is dina at Case Capital Funding, or Dina L. Joseph at Gmail, depending on the needs, but I'm happy to be here. I'm at 23 legal conferences this year, so if wow. you're gonna be at one, reach out. And if you have one that I'm not gonna be at, let me know, because I'm a conference junkie.
She is, that's for sure. Um, I'll try to catch up to 23. I can only do eight or nine. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Love having you. I can't wait to hang out with you guys this weekend. Have an amazing day. Thank you all for listening. Look out for the podcast here soon. Have an awesome day. Continue to be kick-ass.